Well, he's great, Michael. I mean, he's a great fella. I mean, I don't know if you've met him and stuff. He's already say, Mike, look, plug in, you see? You need it. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's a nice fella, you know. He's a good fella to be around, and he's um, talented. Yeah. And so, what more do you want? Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And Dave's oh. got his red jacket on, his red leather jacket. He's yeah. got one sparkling glove on. Yes. <laughs> I do. Can you see it shining? It's shimmering right now. And That's you have right. you have uh, Paul's uh, kind of sweater from the cover. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So we're ready to go if you know what we're talking about. It's not say, 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 but... The girl is mine. And so this, I don't know if this is the first time on Songs Under the Microscope that we've talked about a a song that's not uh, not on a Beatle album, not a Beatles solo album or a Beatles album. That's right. Yeah. On, so. Of course, one of the greatest selling albums of all time, Thriller, it was the first of seven singles from Thriller. Well, where would you rank it? I'd put it probably number six. I think it's seven. towards the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. There's one I despise of the of the bunch, but oh, which one's worse? Pyt. No, oh. I can't stand Pyt. <laughs> but it was the first one released and was huge, number two yeah. hit. And yet, so. I, it's hard to think of a song that gets more ridiculed in a way, uh, yeah, because of. Well, I mean, for a lot of reasons we're going to talk about, but some of it has to do yeah. with the lyrics. Some of it has yep. to do with the the arrangement and uh at the end of the song and then what happened afterwards to the between paul and michael didn't go so well and kind of taints everything they did to some extent yeah now this you know the song totally written and put together by michael jackson and obviously quincy jones producing it's got to be one of the songs that has paul mccartney on it in full participation of paul mccartney but that he's involved the least in. Yes. There's no songwriting from Paul McCartney. There's no uh, bass playing. No. He's not on bass. I mean, I guess there's a few Ringo songs that he is just on bass on or has some but at background least he's playing. vocals. Yeah. But usually he's written a song for, Rick, yeah. for Ringo or something. And uh, yeah, so he's just coming in and just singing and didn't write the lyrics no so some of these lyrics will ridicule is it clearly <laughs> his fault i'm not sure about though what, do you know about the the speaking portion of the like was he was that ad-libbed or was it written yes i think it was ad-lib because i read a quote from michael and he, he was saying oh it was just so fun to be recording with paul and we were just having a good time giving each other back and forths and uh, just kind of seeing where it would go at yes. the end of the song. I have the quote here. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jackson said that this is from the Wikipedia. Uh, so take it with a grain of Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson said that the recording of Girls Mind is one of the most enjoyable moments in the studio. He explained, one of my favorite songs to record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> of all my recordings as a solo artist, it's probably the girl's mind because working with Paul McCartney was pretty exciting. And we literally had, we just literally had fun. It was lots of kibit, kibitzing and, playing <laughs> and throwing stuff at each other and making jokes. We actually recorded the instrumental track and vocals pretty much live at the same time. 
and we do have footage of it, but it's never been shown. And then maybe one day we'll give you a sneak preview. And then that 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 footage is surfaced of them mm-hmm. uh, doing that part. But he doesn't say explicitly that the about the spoken word portion, which is no. one of the funniest, obvious things to make oh, fun yeah. of. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think I was thinking about you actually listening to the song because when I looked and saw who plays on the track, this mm-hmm. is like a Chris meshing of all of your favorite sorts of things here. You love early 80s music. This is 81, yep. 82. Yeah. The who's playing on this song? It's Toto. Basically, Toto uh-huh. is playing. Our good friend <laughs> Steve Lukather is on That's here. Right. And the Porcaros are on there. And so it's kind of like the top, and they were, of course, huge in 1982 with uh, Africa. And yeah, it's, and then Michael Jackson was on the top of the world. So it's kind of this conflagration here of all things coming together and then bring in Paul on top of it. And mm-hmm. that something I was telling you before we started uh, recording today that surprised me was now we know, we know Beatle fans, of course, think of Say, Say, Say and The Man from Pipes of Peace. And we mm-hmm. those that came out later after Thriller in 1983, but actually those two songs were recorded before The Girl Is Mine, so this was actually their third and final gathering or recording together, which is kind of interesting in the chronology. So I yeah. don't know what that tells you if we if you had to rank the three songs, but uh, it's interesting well, timing. Well, it's and this is the like we said, this is the most Michael Jackson of the three songs. The yeah production we'll get to we'll get to the music here in a minute but the production is clearly a michael jackson hit yes rather than a paul song yeah it's um, not george martin producing here yeah overall it's not a great song no it's no not. one would say this is in the top 20 of either artist no top 40 maybe maybe mm. it slides into the top 40 of michael jackson's yeah but even then Hard, hard to hard to say that. Um, and I think I've said this before, but um, it's the exact same subject matter in another duet from Paul McCartney. You one or two? Yeah, it is with Elvis <laughs> Costello. Same. <laughs> it's both yeah. two guys going after the same girl and arguing about it. Mm, I've got true. a better chance than you do. <laughs> Much better song. I really like you one or two. I think. Yeah, it's fun. yeah. Now, I don't hate the girl is mine, Dave. Do you? No, I don't hate it. And why? Because it's fun. It's funny. It's fun to laugh at parts of it. It's lighthearted. It's yeah. no. It's nobody's. It's not hurting anybody. No, it's 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 <laughs> innocent in some ways. <laughs> yeah, and and to throw in another criticism, why this is a an, another combination of things here there's histrionics in it there's paul yeah. histrionics so i mean how can you go wrong with some of that yeah. but you're right it's it's not we don't hate the song but i think yeah. it does deserve some criticism though yeah or several things well one of the things i've always found weird about it let's take you one or two okay okay yeah i can imagine that there's a woman out there that both Kind of like, uh, kind of like how Patty Boyd, right? She, she's uh, uh, George, George Harrison and Eric Clapton. They're both English men of just about the same age, both white men. 
that both of those guys were interested in the same woman. Paul McCartney and Elvis Costello, you can be like, yeah, yeah. But at this time, what was the age of Paul McCartney at this time? Uh, he had just turned 40, I believe. So a 40-year-old yeah. <laughs> Paul McCartney <laughs> and a 25-year-old Michael Jackson. Are they going after the same woman? Oh, it's, good point. It's strange. It's always been a little strange to me that, I mean, it, you know, maybe a 34-year-old, like, split-the-difference aged woman mm -hmm. who's, you know, dating both of them. I guess that's possible. <laughs> only yeah. they, She only dates the the highest of uh, uh, recording artists. Yes, top of the You better be a great pile. singer. Yeah. <laughs> You'd better have had number one hits. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I've always found that part of it a little strange. I mean, yeah. I know it's a, it's a bit of fun, this whole thing. So, yeah. Uh, but the other thing, the other thing about this song is I, I feel like the music of the song it's a mixed bag uh, very that's as we get it yeah you want to talk about the music first here and... yeah so we yeah. got the we got the a good melody throughout yeah not a bad melody well we should say how it came about how did he hear the melody or what was what was the situation well he and paul were watching cartoons together as mm -hmm. one does and then quincy jones said something about oh why don't you write a song about uh two guys so it was quincy jones who's kind of to blame for this two guys who want the same girl and so then uh, paul was staying with michael and he just woke up one night and sang it and recorded sang the whole melody and put it all together and so it, it was an it was a flash of inspiration for the melody and for the tune and the music and it, it is catchy i mean i think the the yeah. music itself so yeah yeah the melody is good mm -hmm. the guitar riff is good yeah. And the subtle, you know, there's orchestra in the background. You, you yeah. don't catch it the first few times, but as you're really listening to it, you're like, oh. And so I think that the orchestration in the background is not too bad. But I don't like the snaps through <laughs> the whole dr drum beats is like snaps. I don't need it throughout the whole song. And the keyboard sounds like so-so. It's really yeah. kind of not as good as the rest of Thriller. The the song is A A B A, right? Yes. Uh, and I love the B section. Yeah, I, I, I was think... actually going to say that. That's the most interesting part, and that's when uh, they go off into the higher register. Yeah. And... We both cannot have her. That kind yeah. of thing. One or the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that yeah. So A A B A meaning the A sections are the same, and then there's yeah. that that contrast that bridge. To me, you know, you're mentioning the the sounds on it to me it just sounds there's a real it's a real weak sounding recording and yeah. we're going to talk about the demo that michael did himself that sounds quite different and a lot more i think it has more oomph behind it uh, but yeah. the, it's just like weak r&b with kind of maybe it's that drum maybe it's the the weak drums like yeah i i did i think that has something to do with it yeah yeah and it's just very light it sounds like a lot of James Ingram of the of the, mm. of the mm -hmm. that era where it's which is also I, I'm sure Quincy Jones involved in yeah. in a lot of these type of things is it's just a little too if you see in the Wikipedia page all the criticisms of the song 
Yeah. You'll hear the term middle of the road a lot. And right. it does sound a lot middle of the roady, you know, pop hit kind of uh rather than you know, the contrast being beat it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rocks. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So or um, even thriller has its own yeah. vibe too. Like the song thriller. Yeah. Now there's a couple other things. So before we go on the lyrics, there's a couple other things I want to point out. The most fun part of it, singing wise, is the girl the where they're going back and forth with the girl is mine. The girl mm-hmm. is mine. The girl is mine. that yeah. that whole part. I think that section's pretty good. The girl is mine. Oh, and then it goes to the <laughs> Yeah, she's mine. The oh, low yep, she's Paul mine. singing yeah. very low. And I don't think I even like you know, I've never really paid that much attention to this song. Yeah. But like really listening to it, it's like, is this the lowest note that Paul hits on any Paul McCartney hmm. anything? Because at the question. very end, yeah, she's mine. and and yeah. he loses it. He's yeah. like, it's like barely there. Yeah, I think that's the lowest note he ever sings on any song. Yeah, I think you may be right. If you if anyone can think of a, a song that has a lower, I'm trying yeah. to think of when he's being goofy or something. He might have, yeah, have like, a lower. <laughs> what is the, the Venus and Mars? Yes, yeah, playing a character. That's or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I might be thinking of. But otherwise, action, actual note. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think th- we oh, think we've hit the lowest note. That's the, the lowest note. Yeah, Paul McCartney's uh, uh, participated song. So well, what do you think of the whole the duet a- aspect? I mean, this was a you know we've had many. There's many famous duets in rock history, especially in the '80s. You've got with Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty, didn't they do one? And Dave, as you know, I'm an adamant listener to '80s countdowns. Yes, that's right. You love it. <laughs> and if you catch a 1980, 81, or 82 countdown, you're going to get Don't Fall in Love with the Dreamer. You're going to get uh, Islands in the Stream. You're oh, going to yeah. get, there is just so many, uh, Endless Love. That's, oh, that's the one. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> thinking of too. Yeah. <laughs> There's just all of these 80s duets, and duets were a big thing. Hmm. Um, and, you know, Hall Notes are, yeah. A, du- a duet that every song right. is a duet basically of hollow notes so um um big 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 thing in the 80s was hey if you want to hit it particularly the early years if you want to hit let's get a duet and so that's why i think this was the first single because mm. they're like hey we better get us we better get a hit out there for yeah. this album you know and you've got the and, star uh, power of paul to yeah. add yeah exactly so and i believe the single was released before the album yes that's correct actually came out and then yeah around the time the album came out billy jean i think was the or beat it or billy jean yeah it. i think it was billy jean and that's yeah. when it just take took off then it just yeah, stratosphere yeah but i had yeah, to so. have it when i was a kid i was like oh my, mom i gotta gotta get it you <laughs> gotta go to the store and get this right now it's it's I can't every countdown I'm listening to, there's a new <laughs> song oh, from yeah. this album. So oh, you mean it, you just said there were seven singles off yeah. this album. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I definitely had, I think I had the girl's mind as a single. And I also I th- I'm pretty sure I had say 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 as a single. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
of course the album and they of course the album folded out and you got the full oh right jackson kind of laying yeah yeah yeah. um, yeah yeah So it was kind but, of a kind of a uh, commercially calculated thing as well. So to capitalize on the duet fervor and Michael being so popular, yeah. and uh, just of course Quincy Jones orchestrating the whole thing, which does have some nice touches. So uh, yes. I think, yeah. So I think musically, it's a mixed bag. You've got the some nice melodic hooks and some yeah. good orchestration but you have very weak rhythm tracks and just kind of just wispy kind of sound now lyrics oh boy <laughs> even more of a mixed bag and i Oof. think that the the big big deterrent is because the doggone girl is uh, my doggone, doggone girl <laughs> just a terrible lyric uh, <laughs> and it's the key it's the key turnaround phrase for the it whole is. thing so you can't and We'll we'll talk later about how they in the remix they tried to like downplay the doggone part and it just didn't didn't no. you know didn't do anything. But uh yeah, so you got that doggone girl is mine, don't waste your time because the doggone girl is mine. But the the highlight, Dave, the the the, the <laughs> thing we talk about, we laugh about, yes, we have the best time about is the spoken word portion. Oh and yeah, I'm a sucker for any spoken word in any <laughs> song. Panama from Van uh-huh. Halen's got a great spoken word. Of course, uh, what is the, is it? Emotional rescue. Oh yeah, the Stones. Yeah, when Mick <laughs> yeah. does that, I would be mine. You would be mine. All my yeah. metal thing. I will be your knight in shining armor. That's right. <laughs> so. and, and you like it on on the Ringo album at the end of the night when he says thank oh, you yeah. for all yeah. gives the thank credit you to Klaus Volman and Nicky Hopkins and John Lennon yeah. and yeah. the spoken dialogue is just a uh, well let me ask you this does it capture each of their parts does it seem to capture who they are so is does Paul's stuff that Paul says does that seem like stuff Paul would actually say no, or, none of this no. sounds like any <laughs> any talking any pe- humans would do to each other. No. Particularly, <laughs> like, have you ever heard the phrase anywhere else? She told me that I'm her forever lover. <laughs> Don't you remember? It's just, no. so, it's just so, her forever lover. It's like so awkward. Yes. Is that as bad as I'm a lover and not a fighter? Yeah. Paul, <laughs> I told you I'm a lover and not a fighter. That's true. Yeah. What's funny is then he has beat it. He, like yeah, most right. of the rest of his career, he like tries to pretend like he's a big fighter. He's bad, big tough I'm guy. Bad, yeah, I'm bad. Tough. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the, I, the one one line I do like that uh, is when uh, Michael goes, "You keep dreaming." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you keep dreaming. I don't believe it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't believe it is so great. <laughs> so great so what so what's the best paul histrionic mine 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 yep, mine, yep. mine you got it <laughs> she's my my right my, 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 my. right is it fading yeah it's fading oh. out that's the best paul histrionic yeah. there it's great so yeah 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 so not a not a not... <laughs> no lyrics are it, it really is the dog on i think that's what everybody yeah. says i mean what else could you say because the gosh darn girl is mine because the gd girl is <laughs> i mean what are you gonna say i don't know yeah the pretty I don't know. girl is mine 
They yeah. should have worked on it. One. Yeah, it needed I feel a little. Like it was, it was a little slapdash and a little yeah. not well thought out. But the public. Who are we to say? <laughs> bought the single. I bought the single as a kid. I have it too. It was number two. Yeah. On the charts. I yeah. think it just couldn't get past like, uh, you know, I don't know, something like. I don't. I. I'd have to look at the. Uh, yeah, charts. whatever was on the charts those years. But um, yeah. so we well, got the. You got the girl is mine, and, the, and we we talked briefly and uh, about the original demo. So let, we yeah. both listened to this this week, and I thought it was essential to listen to. Yes. Uh, for both of us. So what what was your take on it? Well, it's a demo without Paul, so it's just Michael, and I hate to say it in a way. I think. Paul weakens the track in some sense because I, I I texted you when you sent that to me. It really I was struck by the the demo and thought it sounded really good actually. Yeah. And the it's had some more oomph to it. And I think when Paul got on, it just became really like a lot weaker in some some ways. It, of course, you don't have the dialogue stuff, and it's just Michael, but uh, it, he sings it more impassioned. And I don't yeah. know. I, I liked it a lot. It had more drive. Well, we both could not have, uh, there's yeah. the video, there's also, there's from this demo and also the video of them singing it, you you get that Michael Jackson doing his thing, kind of like where he gets like really intense. <laughs> we yeah. both cannot have her and his <laughs> mouth's really going like hard yeah. at, at the, yeah. at the <laughs> thing. So uh, I yeah, I liked it too. I thought, oh, this is very fun. This is yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, that's out there now 2008 was the 25th anniversary of thriller yes so out came you know there were around that time it was more like oh we're gonna put this out on cd and have a bonus disc of stuff well they decide let's do a little remix of this and let's get a guy from the worst band in the history of time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's right will i am from the black eyed peas who i loathe Dave. My least favorite band yeah. ever. worse stink. than the spin doctors Ooh, that's cl- <laughs> that's a close yeah, spin doctors at least are like you know take you back to a time but i can't yeah. stand black eyed peas or anything <laughs> about them they stink their, their music is terrible um <laughs> Uh, so we've got Will I Am Oof. instead of Paul McCartney. You know what? We don't need so much one of the legends of uh, music. Let's replace him with Will I Am. Right. Um, if you can't tell, I don't like it. <laughs> no. Well, he changes the melody. It changes. I mean, obviously, yeah. Paul's not on there, but he changes the whole tune of the, yeah. the main main melody, and and not in a good way either there's a lot of will i am going she's mine she's mine yeah, she's mine yeah, she's, she's mine. mine she's mine doesn't add anything the funniest review i saw is from pitchfork which sometimes when pitchfork hates something it's like the best thing in the world <laughs> and they said and this is talking about will i am he takes mac off the girl is mine but decides it can't work without someone sounding like an idiot <laughs> and steps in manfully himself so oh Great job. I guess well Will said. I Am did the actual remix. So yeah, okay. him doing it, the whole thing. So yeah. Bad. Using using the Michael demo, right? Or yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Now 
something else that's weird that the Wikipedia page did mention. What do you think about the fact that this song was uh, Michael was sued twice for yeah. plagiarism on this song? <laughs> Is that one you really want to go after? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's my song. Oh, you're the idiot. <laughs> you're the idiot who wrote "Doggone Girl" is mine. <laughs> uh yeah yeah very strange and he won both of them so, yes so yeah didn't have to pay anybody but no. um i'm sure he, a lot of these musicians deal with that kind of stuff all the time oh yeah there's probably people a lot of people people like, oh, did that's bob dylan and yeah yeah so yeah. um not a lot of covers of this day. i was gonna say it's time for not, your patented cover not, deep dive not much not a lot most are terrible too and uh, <laughs> terrible there's some there's some instrumentals but they, they're like mm. really bad instrumentals and the cover and what are what what are we instrumentaling this for it's like that's it's true. got a pleasant melody but that's about it yeah um and the cover band type versions i'm never talk about those but the only notable one and if you like this sort of thing is richard cheese do you know richard cheese no Dave? never heard of him he's more of a novelty act who's doing these he does intentionally funny lounge singer versions of songs. Mm. Oh, I got it. Richard Cheese. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he does a <laughs> duet on his album entitled Aperitif for Destruction. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, hilarious. Oh, Guns and Roses. Okay. And then he's like, ladies and gentlemen, doing the duet on this song, Stephen Hawking. Oh. And so it's him singing and then the voice box Stephen Hawking sound. I'm mm -hmm. sure it's not I mean, just a joke, <laughs> but it's not. I hate it. It's yeah. not at all funny to me. <laughs> Terrible taste. <laughs> just loathe it. And I don't like <laughs> I don't like comedy act singing acts. No, generally. No. Anyway, being a co comedy guy, I don't like. Yeah, you know, I don't like that sort of thing. <laughs> Weird Al aside. Weird aside, Al aside. Yeah, he he was in his own league. Yeah. So anyway, so. Yep, that's well, the girl's mind. Are you surprised that it's not been covered very much? No, not at no. all. No. Who wants to co who wants well, to <laughs> cover it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So strange how these things time up. Dave, oh yeah. Because we yeah. just talked about this, and then I'm looking around, and lo and behold, Paul McCartney back on the dance charts. Number 16, at least last uh, week, last I looked at the dance charts, okay. Kaigo, who is a Norwegian electronic dance producer, who's had many a recent uh, dance chart hit, is back with um, Say Say Say. So mm -hmm. Say 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 from Kaigo, uh, remix version, and it's actually pretty good. I like, I mean, it's it sounds like every other dancey type yeah. dance you know modern dance uh track which i you know coachella was the last two weekends and i oh, was, was listening it? to I, I actually uh got a little stoned last night and listened <laughs> to the whole underworld set uh -huh. so that's, uh, talking about dance music but um, yeah yeah but yeah number 16 on the dance chart wow. so relevant yet again paul yep. mccartney on the dance charts with <laughs> michael jackson so how how weird is that interesting timing yeah. yeah well it's uh i think very much a figment of its time uh, yeah girl is mine and and you know if you've got all those millions of people who had thriller 
got to see Paul or hear Paul on it, even if they didn't know much about him. So yeah, I guess for that, we can be grateful, even if the song I'd say for both of us sounds like it's a pretty mixed bag. Yeah, but it's I'm glad it exists. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fun and fun to laugh at. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's not hurt. Like I said, it's not hurting anybody. Really. No, <laughs> so. not at uh, all. And it's not it, it doesn't upset me like some no some other angry or something like that like <laughs> gets me all gets me all mad um yeah. now dave uh i did go to record store day yesterday yes we should say today um, uh, we're recording the day after the latest installment and we've seen a lot of uh, beetle youtubers and mm-hmm. other record youtubers talking about their hauls so yeah. uh chris did not walk away sadly with the cd the- and record of stop and smell the roses i'm sorry to say yep. they are still sitting over at the <laughs> record store that i was at at both of them in stock uh-huh. um, the hours later that i went to the store <laughs> um uh they did not have the i did not see a copy at least of the mccartney set but mm. it is online at least current printing yep. or a current as we're recording this uh, it was online, at least on Newberry Comics and a couple other, I think, Zia, Z-I-A, mm. which is a good place to buy uh, online vinyl, by the way, mm. um, Zia Records. Um, and I looked at the InGroove, which I always look at, which has a lot more jazz and uh, yeah. audio file type records. Uh, the InGroove, I've talked about them quite a bit. And they have some of the, uh, they had the Bill Evans, for instance, by mm. the way. No, it was not there, but uh, I already have a copy of the, I, I'm a, copy from a few years ago of the i mean that's the red thing rose speedway we should say yeah. when they did this yes red rose speedway uh, red rose speedway they you know they're doing these final reissues of the half speed masters and i like how they're doing them and they're doing them in chronological order and everything however we get this ca- a, a couple of these cases where just a few years ago this thing came out yeah in the, the two disc vinyl set and and in red rose speedway's case a yet even another vinyl set uh so you could have one or both of those if you're a crazy obsessive fan you also need their half speed master then go for it but i was like i don't need to buy this no because i'm not like some of these guys they feel that they need to buy all of these very expensive sets like the what I consider loathsome John Lennon set that they released for a exorbitant amount of money over $400 for the same amount of music that you get on the, uh, something that you've already purchased, but now they're in these hard to play weird white vinyl, 10 inch albums. If you went ahead, you bought this thing and you love it. I apologize. I'm not making fun of collectors. If you're a collector and you really love to collect these things and great, but I just find it to be like, give us something that we can sink our teeth into. That's fresh. That's yeah. Like, give us a new set or a, a, a live recording like a, a Toronto or some, something, something yeah. some release like that. That's going to be like, Ooh, this is exciting music that we haven't had yeah. Uh, and then I'll you'll find me lined up at the store, but I'm not going to line up five hundred dollars no. for something I already have the music to. No, just to sit on my shelf and never get played, probably by whoever bought bought that. Uh, right, right. People. Now certain people got it for free too by uh, you know, so that's fine. Yeah, whatever. 
And if you are a Ringo fan, this you want his third or fourth worst album, (laughs) somewhere in that range, just to fill out your collection. I appreciate at least that in these uh, these Ringo releases, the last one being in November where where he released Old Wave, and in this one, which is Stop and Smell the Roses. These are not desirable albums, but he's giving you a little extra. There's yeah. some bonus tracks on it. Yep. And the pressing looks really cool and, you know, very colorful. And it looks even like the a CD, rose. Even the CD pressing looks like the vinyl pressing, I guess. Yeah. So good for you, Ringo, that the, the, <laughs> the product, the product actually is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, but even if the music is might not, might not be worth the. No. I think it was 39.99 at the store so for, oh wow wow so which is even more than the bill evans uh mono thing wow. i did buy the bill evans about the nuggets mm-hmm. box set which was really great about tori amos and a couple other things so yeah so. well we'll keep our uh, ears and eyes open for any upcoming releases we haven't heard anything at all it's been totally quiet in the beetle world so yeah there seemed to have been some hints that maybe something was coming george wise Hmm. Little hints here. Yeah, little hints. And it is an anniversary year for living in the material world. Living in the material world. So let's yeah. keep our fingers crossed for George. That's yes. the strongest hints I've heard. I've heard almost nothing. I guess little hints of maybe there's some new Paul. Yeah, that he's been recording fresh. his own with a new producer and yeah. yeah. So they're, they're little rumors, but nothing to grab a hold of. No. And I'm, anything that comes out from Paul is about the book and the the photographic exhibition yes. and stuff like that. <laughs> if you get excited about that sort of thing, which I do not. Um, yeah. And nothing nothing from the John Camp. You don't have to pay $700 to listen to us. So we are. That's right. Yeah. We're free. We're free. And so everywhere we're... that you get podcasts. Yeah, we're also free. Uh, song album career is free, and we uh did our first of our solo episodes where yes. both Dave and me are going to do either an album of the day or a song of the night or a career of the week. Um, yep. and so we're, that's gearing up. We're also we also have our regular uh two person episodes, and the one I'm working on right now is nothing compares to you, so that one will be out probably in the next week or so. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Very good. Lots, lots going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and as always, we'll be uh, giving you uh, something interesting to look forward to next. We're going to figure out what our next episode is. We've got some good ideas coming. So that's right. Looking forward to it. So thanks as always for listening and we'll be back at you soon with a new episode.